I told the guys at our first meeting this season for football, I said, I, I'm your servant. You know, I, I want to serve you. I want to help you. I want to help you grow. We're here for you. This is the interview podcast from the Y Millbank Podcast Studio on Millbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg sitting in studio today with um, the, I'd say new, but not as new as uh, he would be. This is starting your second year, uh, Mr. Shepherdson from uh, the athletic director. When did you guys actually move here? My wife, Hallie, and I, we moved early June 2017. So we've been here, you know, a little over a year. How did you hear about the job? I was at Dubrook for six years, and uh, towards the end of my sixth year, I just I kind of felt uh, uh, like it was maybe time to, to look for something different. I kind of felt the calling, I guess. Uh, great job. I love that school. It was six great years, but there's kind of a stirring in the soul, you know, like you can do more, you need to do more. So uh hadn't looked at jobs in a long time and, and got on one day and I saw that the AD job was open at Millbank and coached hoops up here a couple times and I was like, you know, that was a, a cool building, seemed like a nice little town and, you know, that might be a job worth applying for and, and I had no expectations. I told my wife I'm going to apply for this job uh, as the AD in, in Millbank, but uh, I don't think anything will come of it. I, they probably got somebody in mind and it's just, you know, maybe I'll get an interview and it'll be a good experience because I've had an AD degree for a long time. I just never really put it to use, you know, as, as an actual athletic director, you use it as a coach every day. But so that's kind of how that went about. And all of a sudden I got called from Mr. Graff and he wanted me to come up for an interview. And I, I still told my wife, you know, that's probably nothing, you know, it's <laughs> don't get too worried. Yeah. And, but she, she was like, Oh boy. So <laughs> went up for the interview. It went great. I really enjoyed my, my interview up here and got really excited about it. And then I got the call that, uh, that they wanted to offer me the job and you know I was I was all in right there and and my wife was too and we just decided that this would be a great place to to uh move to and you know we've got a couple of young kids at home and be a great place to to uh raise a family so we were all in and we made the jump to Millbank and it's it's been great how much of that um you know Millbank being a kind of a close knit community with young kids how much did that really play in as a as a factor well, it's just, it's unique to find a, a town this size in South Dakota that still has, you know, kind of a thriving business industry and, and the community is so supportive. There's so much here to do. You know, sometimes it's almost like, oh, there's too much going on, but <laughs> it's, it's just a cool little community. And, and, you know, the more we looked at it and, and at different aspects, we just thought, man, this is, this is a great opportunity. And, uh, we wanted to find a place, you know, my wife worked in Brookings and I worked, I drove to White and taught at Dubrook and we lived in Brookings. We kind of wanted to find a place where we could both be there and, and be close to the kids as they, they get in school. So it really worked out. It was, you know, it was, it was meant to be, I guess, when I look back at it now. And you grew up, uh, West River in the mountains, is that correct? <laughs> the well, mountains. <laughs> yeah, the Black Hills. I, my mom is originally from the Black Hills and she graduated from Sturgis High School and that's where we moved to in uh, the early 90s. So I went to high school, really eighth grade through my senior year. I went to Sturgis and was born and raised in Martin, which is West River. Okay. That's where my dad's from. So went to the Bennett County School District through seventh grade and then went to Sturgis. And it was a great experience. That was another really blessing, getting to go to Sturgis and, and compete at the AA level and uh, make some great friends in high school. And, you know, just kind of fell in love with the place when I got there. And, you know, I if somebody asked me where home is, that's that's what I say is Sturgis. So. And you went to college at SDSU? Yep. I uh, went to SDSU on a football scholarship. Went there in the fall of 97. Ooh, what position did you play? Wide receiver. So I uh, Did you play the full 
Yeah. Full time you were there? I registered in 97 and then uh, played 98, 99, 2000. 2001 was my senior year. Uh, I did a lot of blocking for Josh Ronick. He's still the all-time leading rusher there. He went on to have a great career in the CFL. He just missed making the Cowboys. Wow. Uh, so we had a good run. Uh, it was it was a great experience, and you know the best part of playing college football is you make some great lifelong friends. So uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. And then I actually got my master's down at USD, which is the bitter rival. I was gonna say, how did you do that? Uh, <laughs> again, that's just kind of the fate thing with life. But I ended up there, and, and it was a time when. SDSU was transitioning into Division One, and USD hadn't made the commitment yet, so we didn't play. So okay. when I was uh, at USD in grad school, I was uh, coaching wide receivers for the Coyotes, and we didn't have to play the Jacks. But the first thing all the guys asked me when I got there is like, do you hate us? And I kind of looked at them like, no, no, <laughs> maybe maybe a couple years ago, but not now. So uh, that was a great experience. I really loved being down at the U. So I I love SDSU. I'm a jackrabbit to the core. But, uh, you know, when they're not – when USD is not playing state, I, I root for them too, especially in football because I was part of that family for two years. Yeah. Uh, in college, was there ever uh, the thought of, of going farther after college in football? Yeah, I had a couple indoor uh, opportunities professionally and, and just – at the time, I was ready to to go and start teaching and coaching, and my body was a little beat up, and I was just I was just ready for a break. And it's one of those things. A year later, after a rest for a year, I I felt great. I would have loved to go back and play a little bit, uh, but at the time, it was just and the the pay wasn't. You know, it, it's one of those things where you, if you're playing professionally indoors, depending on the level, you're not going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, everybody has that dream, but for me, it was. It was time to get into coaching and, and use my knowledge in the game in that way. How long, like, was there a gap between your time at SDSU and then your time at USD? Yeah, so uh, I graduated in the spring of 02 from state, and I got a job in McLaughlin, South Dakota. It's a little town uh, on the Standing Rock Indian Reservation, just uh, west of Mobridge, right okay. off the Missouri River. And I was there for a year and a half. Uh, I coached football. I coached JV basketball. We went to the state tournament. We you know we made the playoffs in football the first time forever. And I also coached track and golf in the spring, taught PE. It was a great year and a half. I made some great friends there, had a blast. And then uh, halfway through that second year, I got the opportunity to go be a GA at USD and uh, kind of jumped at that. But, yeah, it was uh, – there was a little bit of a, a span there between uh, when I went to USD and, and actually getting out there for a year and a half in the workforce. Were you out of college when you met your wife? Yeah, I uh, I didn't get married till later in life. I was, uh, what, 37 when we got married? So, uh, and I had kids late, you know. Uh, I, I kind of waited and, and just that's when it was right and it worked out well. So it's, you know, I think you're obviously probably going to be a better dad when you're a little older than you are in your 20s. So for me, that was a good thing. Yeah. And you have two kids, you said? Yeah, we've got our daughter, Stevie. She was born uh, February 2017. So she's about a year and a half years old. And then uh, our son, Davis, was born this year, this summer, July 2nd. So awesome. He's about six weeks old today. How, how is that? It's Be, you know, having two little ones at home and having this new, you know, like in, into your second year at the AD position, now you, things are starting to roll. Well, you know, but I tacked on head football coach this year, which I love. I mean, that's my passion. But I worked close to 80 hours last week, and, and you know, I felt bad, but my wife's family is great. They come up and help her out in the evenings. and That's great. You know, we make it through the fall, and, and she supports me, and it's it's great. You have to to be a coach and do it the right way. You've got to have a supportive mm -hmm. wife because you're just you're not going to be home a lot. But, right. uh, yeah, it's we're, we're making do. You know, we, we're surviving. <laughs> well, good. Well, I mean, so far – 
I, I've heard nothing but good about, um, you know, some of the changes that are going on and just the, the overall atmosphere that's been in there. Um, it, it's been wonderful. So from what, from everything I can see, it's going well. well um, thanks. I mean, we've, uh, uh, we've got great coaches and, and Milbank has a great tradition and we're just, you know, we're trying to build off that and there's, uh, you know, we're trying to brand our facilities and kind of update our facilities, a little paint here and there and, you know, a few new mats here and there and just all of a sudden things start to look a little bit different. You right. Know? You get a, you get a facility like the Armory, it's a great facility, but it's starting to show its age and just need a little love. So, yeah. uh, but great coaches here, they do a lot for our kids. I, I can't say enough about our coaches. We have a lot of great programs, uh, and it's just more than the sport. So, uh, just a great opportunity. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to building and, and, you know, making this athletic department as great as it can be. Um, what is the, you know, you, you said you went specifically for AD. Um, what made you decide to then get into that? Was there just not the opportunity out there or were you just not, you didn't feel like you were there yet? My thing is I, I love working with kids. So teaching and coaching is, it's just, it's hard to give up, you know, and, and that's the one thing about being an athletic director is I still get a coach here and I get to teach a little bit. And, is that rare? Uh, it, it depends. Schools our size, I'd say it's probably half and half. Some of them uh, teach and coach and some don't at all. Uh, but, you know, for me, that's, that was one of the things I asked on interview is would I be able to continue coaching? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the teaching aspect of it is, is great. I love teaching. I found out last year that those three hours, sometimes you need some days, <laughs> but you just, you just learn. And, and, you know, I just, the only reason I hadn't become an AD is I just wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready to give up being a full-time teacher and coaching multiple sports. And, and I just loved kids and, but I'm finding ways here as an AD to, to connect with the kids as well. Now, uh, I'm sorry if I missed it. Are you, co uh, are you teaching here also? Or are you yeah. just AD and coach? And I teach, yeah, I teach in the morning. Last year I had two freshman PE classes. I, I team taught those with Brian Pauley, and then I had a U.S. history class. So this year I'm focusing more on our strength and conditioning program, which I've uh, kind of took over this summer. So I'll have two sections of that this first semester, and I'll have a current events class. So I'll teach, uh, you know, from about 9 to 11.30 or so each day. Mm -hmm. Now, the um, throughout the summer you had a program called Bulldog Power. Is that what it was? Yep, Bulldog Power. What did that look like? And that's a new thing this year, correct? That's yeah. They they had had vertical limits, is what they'd called it. Uh, this went a little bit different direction. And this program, I worked with Zach Mathers down at USF. He's their strength conditioning coach. Uh, good dude and and great strength program. USF's very successful in a lot of their sports. So, uh, went down and visited with him. He was up here for our fall sport meeting last year, kind of talking to the kids and parents, but just kind of modeled what their program is and just got a lot of knowledge from him. I've been around strength conditioning for a long time as a football coach, but it, it's ever changing. And, and he kind of, you know, gave me some new uh, light on a few, few things. So we really worked hard on, on our mobility this summer, our, our speed change of direction, obviously our strength and, and hitting a lot of different uh, areas in the weight room that maybe don't always get hit. So we're trying to train uh, the complete athlete, and it, it worked well. I, I thought the kids did a great job this summer. I think we ended up with uh, around 1,600 total workouts done in June and July. How many kids? We had we consistently had about 65 to 75 kids a day, you know, and we would get up there as high as 90 some days. How much promotion did you need to do to get them to sign up, or was it, I mean, were they just eager? I just, you know, I met with the kids last spring. I said, this is our summer program now. And, and again, there was a program in place before. So 
uh, we just, I really, really went out there and, and especially for the football guys and, and the girls, you know, just, this is an opportunity folks for, for you to get better. All athletes, this is an opportunity to, uh, become bigger, faster, stronger, more flexible, and just, uh, enhance your ability. So the kids bought into it and, and it was, it was fun. It was a really fun summer. I enjoyed getting up at, at five thirty every morning and we had uh, three sessions in the morning, and then we had a smaller session at night. So it was it was a great summer, and, and we'll keep doing that. And we got kids in the strength classes during the school year, and uh, a lot of the coaches are implementing that into their, their uh, practice schedule as well. So for us to compete at, in Class A now in South Dakota and, and work towards winning championships, we have to be – we have to be stronger. We have to be faster. We have to be uh, less injury prone, anything of that nature. So we're working towards it. We're getting there. Do you think that idea of still having a responsibility, even though you're out of school, is, is a good life lesson for these kids? Well, yeah. Realize that, I mean, life is, once you get out of school, you're, you're then you're 12 months a year. It's one of our core values for our athletic department is responsibility and, and wellness is another one. Uh, characters, another one, you know, you could throw all those into bulldog power. You, you have to be responsible to get there every day. Uh, you know, your wellness aspect of it, you're, you're making self better and you're, you're, uh, you're going to be healthier when you're working out every day, you know, and you start to think about your diet and hydration and things of that nature and just character. I'm, I'm going to be there and I'm going to work hard. I don't have to be, but I'm going to be. So, uh, it's awesome, and and you can really tell those that are that are all in, and then some kids, you know, they're they're getting there, they they want to be there, right. and it's it's you know they're they're progressing, they're getting there, and then others still are are you know we're waiting on them, but hopefully we get there. Going kind of away from the on field benefits, I guess. What is the real benefit of an athletic department in a high school, as as far as for the kids' growth? Um, g- give give me kind of a little bit of of your philosophy on on why it matters so much. To me, there, there's if you're a student athlete, and that's that's our goal here is student athlete, you know, student athletes. You have more responsibility than the the average student because you've got to take better care of your body. You've got to make sure you get sleep. You've got to eat right. Uh, you've got to get in the weight room. You've got to be at practice every day. You've got to get your homework done, uh, and you still got to make time just to kind of enjoy life and socialize. So it's to me, what it teaches kids is that responsibility, that organization, that you can do multiple things and you can do them well, but it, it's with discipline. You know, you can't just, hey, I'm going to stay up tonight and drink five dues and, and play Fortnite and, and try and go to school on four hours of sleep. Uh, you can't do that because if you do, you're, you're not going to be as successful as you would have been. So discipline, you know, hard work, just that organization. There's, there's so many awesome things that kids learn through student uh, through athletics and it, it's it's way more than just sports you know that's the fun part of it but I know I won't be the person I am without my coaches and and what athletics taught me so is it as much or more the the throughout the week the day-to-day practice and that interaction as opposed to actually on the field or on the court yeah I mean I I love practice I know you know yes players and they're like they love games but you know you get older and you love practice because that's that's when you really see them work that's where you see them grow uh, that's where you get to uh, develop those relationships, and and all that spills over on Friday. I, people don't, you know, or or Tuesday if it's basketball season or whatever. People just don't see that behind the scenes how much stuff goes on in into helping these kids, uh, you know, hopefully have some success on game day, but uh, improve their all of their high character qualities throughout the week. How have the some of the changes you've been bringing? How have they been received? 
you know, like I said, everybody's been very open. I've uh, had nothing but uh, great experience here. Everybody's open. And, and what I really like, especially with our coaches and, and some of our other administrators, they're, they're willing to work and, you know, and bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, I think it just kind of goes back to that team atmosphere. It's, it's not just me that's going to, you know, help our athletes uh, have success. It's everybody. You know, it, it takes the whole community. And, and community is actually another one of our core values, you know, just teaching these everybody that it's, you know, a strong community is going to lead to uh, great things happening. Now, does that extend out into the actual community of Millbank, or is that more centered around the community of student-athletes? Oh, you know, in football, when I talk to the guys about community, it's 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 not only our team, it's it's their families, it's uh, everybody at school, and, and yes, it's your living in Millbank or in Grant County or, or wherever they happen to be from, you know, Revillo. It's it's putting giving back to your community and, and kind of trying to show them that you're the future of the community, so you've you've got to see what's going on and kind of embrace it and hopefully keep those traditions going. Mm-hmm. How much um, life application goes on? Like like when you're in deep in um, coaching with a kid, um, does that open up a lot of doors with, you know, they're struggling with other things that may not be athletics. Does that really become a, a mentoring relationship? Yeah, you know, uh, relationships, uh, a great coach, uh, a great teacher's kids are going to feel comfortable coming to them and, and asking them things and, you know, if they're struggling, uh, come and bounce stuff off their shoulder. I know I was just came from the high school office, and uh, one of our guys that's going to be a senior uh, came in Mr. Snaz's room, and he, he had something that was bothering him. It had nothing to do with school or anything else, and he came in, and they shut the door, and, you know, they visited for quite a while. So it's, you know, that's what it's all about. We're here to help kids. And I, I told the guys that our first meeting this season for football, I said, I, I'm your servant. You know, I, I want to serve you. I want to help you. I'm going to help you grow. We're here for you. Yeah, it's it's relationships, 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 and the more they know you care, then the the better results you're going to get, and the more satisfying and and better uh, atmosphere you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, have a system or a program or something for your coaches, like in a leadership training scenario? We're getting there. Uh, we just developed uh, with the help of the coaches this past spring. I developed our core values for our athletics, and we're going to start implementing those this year. Uh, we're going to have banners in the <clears throat> Hanging from the rafters in the gym, that'll show those. We're also going to have platelets in the locker rooms that, you know, the athletes can see mm-hmm. every day that outlines our core values. So we're getting there. And then, you know, there's some coaching training that, that I want to take place. We just haven't been able to work it in yet, but hopefully it'll happen this year. But uh, you're always trying to help your coaches get better and, and give them opportunities and, and visit with them. So it's it's an ongoing process. You know, none of us are perfect or, yeah. or where we want to be. So we're always growing. Is there anything that you can think of just, you know, being here almost a year and a half now? Um, like, is, is there something that the Millbank community could do uh, either to make the athletics better or maybe stop doing, you know, some, is there, is there a certain level of um, pride or not pride, maybe some elevation of certain things and not others that, that could be adjusted at all. I mean, from you're an outsider, which I think right. is really cool because that the perspective of Millbank from the outside is intriguing. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but I do. I mean, I, I didn't grow up here. I'm from Oregon, um, but I've been here 10 years now. And so it's becoming more normal and I really want to get outside perspective. So is there anything that you have noticed that yeah, either good or bad that should be adjusted from the community level. No, the biggest thing is just support. Uh, 
this day and age, it's not just Millbank, it's everywhere. It's, it's harder and harder to get people out to support things like, uh, athletics, you know, people in this day and age, they have their technology, uh, and it's kind of a selfish society. So <laughs> they want to do, they want to go to the lake. They want to, they want to do their thing. They want to, you know, hang out and, and surf the web, check out Facebook. So the biggest thing, it's, it's not just Millbank, it's everywhere. It's just for people to start getting out again and, and interacting with each other and, and supporting community events and, uh, you know, just making way for making time for the community and for kids. And, and honestly, there's, there's so many people that are helping us out and supporting us, uh, you know, and I, I, I can't say anything negative about that because we just, there's a lot of people already in the community that are just willing to, to do anything to, to help these kids. And, and that's what I think is awesome that they want to help the kids. So, uh, you know, just keep doing that, keep supporting, finding ways to help. You grew up in the nineties. Um, <laughs> do you remember, well, I guess in the eighties too, um, street ball, the idea of a pickup game on the corner. That doesn't happen as much anymore. Do you see that as a, um, like, are kids coming in with a, a, a different kind of knowledge of the game? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it indifferent? Uh, you know, it goes back to technology. Kids grow up. I mean, my daughter's a year and a half, and she knows how to swipe my phone. <laughs> that, that didn't happen in the 90s or the right, 80s. You know, right. that's, that's all we had to do. We, we maybe could get some Nintendo in at night, but... Yeah, it's completely different, and, you know, kids still love to watch sports. I know I hear them talk about the NFL and the NBA and MLB, all that, all the time. So, you know, they're kind of getting their their uh, sports knowledge that way, but as far as getting out there and playing and having some of those intangibles, you don't see that as much. Mm -hmm. But it comes, you know, it just, again, it probably comes a little later than it would. So every once in a while you get a kid, and they're just like, oh, my goodness, their sports IQ is really high, and you wonder, how did they get there? But, yeah, it's it's just – society is different now and it's it's not you know better or worse it's just the way it is so you just adapt do you think there's a uh, a way to build that back or are we or is it too far down the road that there's no way to to really like have you know to kind of start pickup games oh, i i think you just as uh is sandlot dead <laughs> i wouldn't say it's dead i just think you've got to have a group of kids maybe a group of parents or communities that really push you know, kids to go out and play. I know mm -hmm. the NFL has a program, uh, get out and play. It's basically saying get outside and play. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's just really stressing exercise and, and play. I mean, kids, elementary kids, they need play. They, yeah. That's just part of their development. So, you know, you just got to stress that and not, not let technology completely overtake our lives. What does your typical day look like? Well, I'll, I'll go in the office probably sometime between six and six thirty, And, you know, this is during the school year. I've, I get everything done. That's very, very important for the day at that time. And then I'll, I'll head out to class a little bit before nine and then I'll have my second, third, fourth period classes. Then it's back, check my computer, my email, my, uh, messages. Cause there's going to be some and make sure my thing is I always respond instantly and kind of drives me nuts with some of the guys I, I work with other ADs and other schools. You just, it's like they're a white ghost. You can't get a hold of them. So I always try and be on the ball about that and then go eat lunch, you know, quick lunch. And then in the afternoon, I'm just, I'm getting ready for events. If we have them, I'm, I'm catching up on, on scheduling or uh, any projects I got going, but you work right up till a little after three and then I'm headed out for practice. And then, 
you know, that evening I might have a volleyball game or something wow. like that. So it's it's busy, busy, busy. And the winter's crazy because we got basketball, gymnastics, wrestling. There's always something going on. You throw middle school sports in there. Uh, and I like to ref or officiate basketball too. So uh, a lot of times I'm not only there uh, administrating, I'm, I'm officiating too. So it's just busy and you got to be organized, kind of efficient, have a game plan. But it's it's a busy day. It flies by. You know, it's it's an awesome job. I love my job. I don't. Uh, I don't dread going to work. You know, there's days I'm like, oof, That's this is going to be a lot, but <laughs> right. yeah, it's it's a fun job. But as far as scheduling, like for the entire year of all the different athletics, is that all your responsibility? Yeah, uh, I take care of the schedules, you know, and, and I'll c- communicate with our head coaches uh, on, on certain things. But a lot of the times it's just renewing, you know, common foes. And, and sometimes you got to find different games or maybe make a switch in a schedule as far as competition or or what you want to do with that program. But yeah, you spend a lot of time uh, putting that together and, and then the next year starts, you start all over again. Does a lot of it carry over? You just re- like rearranging or, or is it a brand new empty slate every year? It, a lot of it is we'll go off the, the uh, corresponding date from the previous year. Okay. Now, if you got a new opponent, sometimes you got to fit them in and like next year is a rollback year. So everything's rolling back a week. So, uh, you got to fit some things in, especially basketball is going to start. Our first uh, chance to have a game is the 13th, and, and then we go on a moratorium where we can't be with the guys uh, from the 22nd through the 26th. So you've got just a little window there to maybe get a couple games in next year in December for basketball, and then it kind of goes back to normal the year after. So, you know, every every year kind of has its its little nuances, but you just got to try and fit it in and, and try and keep a balanced schedule, as, you know, especially sports like basketball. You don't want to, you know, load up one month versus another or have an imbalance or home and away games. So, uh, you know, you, you just – it takes a lot of diligence. You got to look at it, and sometimes you got to call them back and say, all right, we got to change this date, or <laughs> we need this to be in Millbank rather than Lennox, uh, something like that. Is there pretty good relationship between the different ADs at the schools you work with? For sure, you know, and, and there's kind of a revolving door, so – There'll be guys that have been there forever, and there'll be guys that are new guys, and the guys are kind of in between. But, yeah, it's you, you get to know them well and, and work with them. And, and like I said, some guys are great to work with, and some guys are just – I don't know if they're busy or what, but it's it's a little bit difficult uh, communicating with them. But we have we have AD meetings. We have a state meeting. We have conference meetings. And uh, most of the time you can get a guy on the phone and get things figured out. But, yeah, it's it, there's some camaraderie there. How much say does the high school association have – in scheduling or, or do they have any well they they set limits on you know for instance for basketball you have 20 you can play 20 mat or 20 games you know for volleyball okay. right right now you can play a certain mat number of matches uh matched up with a certain number of tournaments so like this year we're 17 matches three tournaments and they just added one more uh competition for volleyball this year we were 17 and two last year so uh but like track you can go to as many track meets as you want Cross country, you go to as many cross country meets as you want. Now you still set your schedule up so your mm-hmm. kids can train and stuff. But yeah, there's uh, weight, wrestling. There's a certain amount of weigh-ins. You know, football uh, they dictate the entire schedule. The state sends you your varsity schedule. So uh, really, yeah, like who you play, yeah, and where it's at. Every two years they send out the, okay. the new football schedule based on the alignment and the classification. So uh, do you have any say in that at all? All you can do is is write down who's in your conference, and they'll make sure they're on your schedule. And then if if you are able to uh, get a contract with an out of state team, you can send that in as well. But from there, you know if whatever you have for open dates, non conference dates, they're going to fill in your schedule. Hmm. So for us, you know, 
uh, of our nine games, four of them are NEC games, and the other five games, it's whoever the state decides they want us to play. Really? Yep. Uh, <laughs> is there ever opportunity to bring back a Trojan rivalry In football fo- game? Or is it, are, are they just different levels now? I would say this. Uh, I'm going to be politically <laughs> correct here, but it probably won't. I don't know if it would be very competitive right now. Uh, they're kind of flux, you know, they fluctuate between nine and 11 man and their numbers. They'd probably have maybe half the guys mm-hmm. we have. So uh, it, it'd be tough, I think, for them to compete with us on the gridiron. We're just a bigger school. And, you know, in football, numbers are everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, now in hoops, you know, every year it's going to be battle. But uh, in, in football, I, that's that's not ever going to happen. Uh, and right now, Minnesota, North Dakota, it's it's tough because they're tied into to region commitments uh from their state association so we're right now we're we're pretty much you know we'd love to play like a morrison football or a montevideo or maybe Mm -hmm. a wapiton north dakota but it's just hard to to get those teams on your schedule is it partly because you don't have much say over your schedule uh it's more that they're locked in the state schedules right now okay yeah because uh if we could get it and give it to our state association we could get them on our schedule but it's just it's tough right now they they're locked in I just, it's fun to, you know, talking to other people that grew up here and they all, you know, they all go back to uh, back, back in the day when they used to have this crazy football rivalry and, you know, I mean, life has changed so much since then. That would be fun. It would be fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Kind of like when Portland state plays the university of Oregon. I mean, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's, but I mean, there's a lot of dollars when you get into college that way. Who's the most famous Portland state head football coach? I have no idea. Jerry Glanville. He went to Portland State really? for, for a year or two towards the end of his career. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. I, the nuts part is sometimes they almost win. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's just an overconfidence or, or what. But anyway, that's kind of a interesting. Well, but I mean, there's dollars involved when it comes to little schools playing big schools yeah. like that. And well, you, you know, if you play Hortonville and Milbank and any, anything, there's going to be a good crowd and a good gate. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would suspect that would be a, a pretty full house for a football game if mm-hmm. it were ever to happen. Come on now. Here's your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it rolling. Now, you said their bas- basketball happens? Like there is a basketball yeah, rivalry we, that we do? We play Ortonville in volleyball every year. Uh, okay. You know, we'll go to their cross-country meet this year. They'll come over to one of ours. Uh, they'll come over here to our one of our track meets, and uh, we'll play them in basketball and uh, we co-op with them in, in gymnastics, so they're with us. So Oh, that's right. You know, we, we have a uh, David Graff's the principal AD over there. It's Tim Graff, our superintendent. Oh. It's his son, and, and got a great relationship with him. So it's, you know, it's healthy. Uh, we just, right now in football, we're we're not there. There's no way to yeah. really compare. Yeah. I, I think that's real, realism right there. Um, <clears throat> How has the outside of school, which clearly you haven't had much time outside of school <laughs> since you've been here, uh, how has the community been like when you guys are out um how how has that been being that you guys are new it's you know there's a lot to do here i i was a member out the golf course i love playing golf so i got out there this summer when i could and and uh you know played a few holes made a few birdies here and there made a couple eagles that was cool uh but you know we get down to we went to farley fest and checked that out and that was pretty cool you know and we went to the parade for that and uh We've been to that uh, America's Night Out, I think they call it. They hit, they just oh, had it last the, week. Yeah, at the fire department. Yeah. Yep. We, uh, National I, Night Out, I think. National Night Out. We couldn't go this year because I was at football practice, but we went last year. Hmm. That was a lot of fun. And uh, last year we got over to the 4-H uh, Achievement Days, and 
there, there's just lots to do, lots of, of cool things to go and check out. And we haven't been able to get to a concert just because of the, the babies. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody's been really good to us. And, and uh, you know, the longer you're, you're living somewhere, the more people you know, the more comfortable you'll feel. Right. So but it's been good. Awesome. Uh, is there anything that you could – well, I mean, you're here. You're a younger family. You're kind of the target of Millbank. Families like you. Mm-hmm. What were the things that drew you? I mean, the job was a big part of it. I, I understand, but other than that, what were some of the big pieces of the Millbank community that you went? Okay, that's a good thing. That's a positive. Well, I, I, I'll start with the school though, because that was you know when you when you have kids that are going to be going to school, mm-hmm. you want to be in a good school district. Right. So I was very impressed with uh, the school district. I was impressed with the facilities they had, uh, the endowment program. The amount of money they it's give crazy. to seniors—that's yeah. that's unprecedented for a school this size. And and you know that was one thing I told Ali. I said if we're here and our kids graduate, you know they they could have a lot of money towards yeah. college. And yeah. you just you can't overlook things like that. So, uh, and just all the opportunities. You know they have they have uh, recreational activities for kids growing up. You know they there's just so many things to do. And and uh, there's plenty of businesses. You know there's places you can go to eat. There's and you know, in in the the Weststone Valley, you got Ortonville, you got Big Stone City, you've got the lake. You know, there's a lot of places you can go. Watertown's not far away, so it's it's not like you're way out in the middle right. of nowhere. It's it's kind of a cool little uh, community, kind of a hub of a little area. So, just just lots that drew us there, and and you know, housing. We found a house, and our mortgage was about half as much as it was in Brookings. So, uh, <laughs> that's a win right there. <laughs> bigger house, a lot older house, yeah. but. Uh, that was pretty cool, you know. Just financially, it mm-hmm. was it was good for us because we don't have to spend as much daycare here in Millbank. I think I pay three hundred bucks a month, and we have an awesome lady. And in Brookings, I would have paid a thousand dollars a month. What? So you know, just the the financial wow. part of it is now groceries here are a little bit more mm-hmm. than they would be at High V. But you know, there's just a lot of things, you know. And and more than anything, I just like I said, I kind of felt uh felt like this was a place I needed to be. So well, awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. It's been uh, it's been great, um, and I've enjoyed getting to know you the last few weeks. It's been cool. Um, thanks for coming in, though. This is huge. I, uh, you know, this th- this whole podcast here is really aimed at figuring out why people like you, why you chose Millbank. I mean, what what about it? And so this is really, yeah. this is really good. Um, any last thoughts you have? You know, just. Uh let everybody know, come out and, and support the, the Bulldogs this fall. And we've got a great home football schedule. We've got Madison and Dakota Valley coming up here. They were both in the dome last year and, and, uh, Del Rapids. We've got Ron Colley for homecoming. Uh, we have a varsity volleyball tournament this year. We're hosting August 25th with nine teams coming up. That's going to be a, a great day. Yeah, that is uh, a week and a half out, right? Pretty yeah, much. it's next week. Next week. It's, you know, the girls tennis has already played. They played Saturday. They, they lost Harrisburg and beat Lennox and uh, the golfers are playing today. They're kicking their season off in Sioux Valley. Uh, Cross country opens on the 27th with our, our early bird meet here. So just come out and support the wow. Bulldogs. There's lots going on and we've got a lot of kids, you know, doing different activities and it should be an awesome year. First home football is August 24. Next Friday. We Next Friday. The three-time defending state champs, Madison Bulldogs. <laughs> so uh, we get the first shot at them. And first crack at them. We're really excited it about it. It's it's going to be a good game. They they <laughs> lost they lost some dudes, and, and I think we're going to match up well with them. It's going to be a good game. Awesome. That's here in Millbank.
Yep. Starts uh, at 7? 7 p.m., August 24th. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Mr. Shepherdson. Tell your wife hi, and we welcome you to the community. We'll have to do this again after a little bit. Get more stuff under your belt. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thanks for I having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. This is the interview from the Y Milbank Podcast Network in Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. Uh, thanks for listening. This is August 13. On the podcast that we sit down with people with a connection to Milbank uh, at whatever level to see what it is about Milbank that drew them here uh, and how Milbank can continue to go forward and be sustainable. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.